All right. So welcome, everyone, to That Metal Podcast. I'm Wolfman Dave. I'm Chris Hawkins from the band Midian. Hello. Yeah. So <laughs> we are doing episode 164. Episode 164 is we're covering and we're discussing old school heavy metal. Yes. From specifically, the time frame we're going with is from 1975 to 1985. Mm-hmm. And th- and then we're gonna get into some bands that since Thanksgiving is coming up, bands yeah, it that is uh, bands that we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Good yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah, dude. And what's funny is like I think over the past four or five months, I actually had had discussions with people about um, like who who they thought really kind of invented heavy metal uh aside from let's say black sabbath and um you know deep purple or whatever of course when when was this spark where you know the bands from the 80s were were the the stuff that they were influenced by right you know it was still heavier you know some of the bands that we're going to talk about they are from 70s they already started to have double bass they already started to have the harmonies. They still, you know what I mean. So right. that, to me, that constitutes legitimate heavy metal. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what I mean. So gotcha. So we had been talking about that a lot, man. And so I'm glad that we're uh, able to do this episode because mm-hmm. this kind of brings it all together, ties it in. It sure does. Um, so uh, you want to do your, you want to do your? So we talked about doing a top ten, but then we're like. There's more. There's more albums I I love and I want I want to put on my list. So okay, yeah. let's go to fifteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because honestly, it. and even fifteen is not enough. But I think mm, I for sake of time, I would say like for a, a girthy, lengthy episode, I yes. think I think fifteen is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um you want to do? You, you're the get. You're the host. You go first. Um, well, How for the that? thankful for our thankful list. Um, list. Yeah. So one of the things, um, you know, we had done, I think I did this last year with one of my friends and mm-hmm. we, um, I, I had, I think I said like catatonia cause I was, um, I went to go see them in, in Denver last year. And oh, so okay. I was like, you know, you know, thank you for them this year. I'm going to go different, I think different genres. What? So this sounds kind of lame for some people, um, but <laughs> one of the first bands I'm going to say that I'm very thankful for is actually it's ACDC. And, hey, nothing, and, nothing lame about that. Those guys yeah. are great. <laughs> and so the reason for me behind that idea is because I feel like they make that kind of rock that is easy to listen to, easy to get into. There's no thinking involved. You just put it on and, and jam out and that's it. Yeah. Um you know, they're a band that I think it caters to people who want to get into guitar, who mm-hmm. want to learn how to play guitar and nothing fancy. And it's, you know, they get the job done. And right. you know what I mean? So it's not, they're not you know, there's not going to be some hardcore shredding in there, even though they, I'm sure they could. Uh, <laughs> they just keep it, you know, keep it consistent. Exactly. And you know what you're going to get. Yeah. People say they make fun of them. Oh, all the songs sound the same. Yeah, not really, not really. If yeah, really, you really, of, yeah. If you really listen to it, you're a big fan of ACDC. You could tell the difference. Yeah, 
Especially I, uh, in the singers, the different eras. Yeah. The music was different too. So are are you a Brian Johnson or a Bon Scott? I like Bon Scott. You like the Bon you like the earlier yeah. years. Yeah, me I too. I like Bon Scott. Um and then I started to appreciate uh shit, what was his name? The other guy? I forgot. Um Brian Johnson? Yeah, I started to appreciate him more later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um I guess we'll get to them <laughs> later. Um Okay. <laughs> um uh so the next band that i'm very thankful for is agaloc and um they're actually just reunited this past year they're oh, gonna nice. play, they're gonna play what is it uh denver i think it's the decibel beer festival i figure i forgot what it's called never uh, heard of it <laughs> yeah the Dec- decibel the magazine yes they're hosting, um, they do a, like a music festival every year. Okay. And That's they cool. have, they, yeah, dude. And they have like really cool bands and they have like, um, some of the local breweries there that, uh, sponsor the festival. So <laughs> get a good beer and watch some metal, you know? Yeah, but uh, I like, I, I like great his, mix. Oh, sure, right? It's like that's what you want. <laughs> and and I think Agalock is a band that is you know now that it's you know seasons are changing, yeah. trees are turning color, it's starting to get cold. Um, mm-hmm. they're a perfect winter, like cold hoodie type of band, you okay. know. So Agalock is one of my all time favorites. They. I was saying to one of my friends that to me, they, they changed my life in terms of what was possible. You know, like when I first heard Opeth, I just not had not heard anything like them before when I heard orchid or morning, like the first three albums were to me, Mm -hmm. I still think the first five albums are fucking 10 out of 10. And um, so I hadn't heard stuff where they mix it up like that. You know what I mean? Where Mm -hmm. it was kind of like this, ups and downs like you know peaks and valleys type thing mm-hmm. and uh, agalock kind of do the same thing but just a little bit more depressing <laughs> oh depressing huh yeah yeah all right i love that kind of shit so you know melancholy metal oh fuck yeah i do for sure <laughs> that's a very good descriptor too you know <laughs> um, the next band that i am thankful for is death um hell yeah they're to me like my they're my favorite death metal band chuck is fucking god um, mm-hmm. you know, he was very innovative, uh, in terms of, um, and, and, his playing and, and learning and consistently like evolving. Mm-hmm. And of course people hated him for that. And, oh, I only, listened, I only listened to their demos when there were Montas or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah. I'm not, not going to listen to, you know, human is garbage and like you know they start talking shit about all these other albums or mm-hmm. you know the sign of perseverance was a piece of shit and blah 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 and it's like dude, right. to it dude it's all good um now <clears throat> the i think what what happened is you know like okay <laughs> there's good there's there's good evolutions there's good changes metallica yeah. is not good that's one of the ones that's like uh, and Lulu is a definite example of that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like it's kind of like not oh it's not always a good thing to change, you know? No. Sure. No, 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 no. But I think in Death's case, they did it uh in a nice, classy, 
Um, and I think in a way that didn't 100% alienate their fans. Not at all. Not at all. Now, did you get into that Control Denied album? Of course. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love Control Denied. I mean, I, you know, rest in peace, Tim Amir. He just passed away um, yeah, right. last year. But mm-hmm. to me, it's, it was funny because I had read in an interview that Chuck actually had contacted Rob Halford. And Rob Halford agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got Tim. He heard Tim. Tim was the last tape that he heard the audition. Oh, I didn't and, know that. That's that's yeah. cool. And Tim, and I think he was like, "Oh shit, this is the guy." Yeah, yeah the guy. So then that's when uh, he decided to go with Tim Amir instead of Ch- uh, Rob Halford. Um, that's a gutsy move, but it paid off, you know. Right, and um, and I think it worked out for Halford because I think he went on to do a solo album, Halford. Uh, yeah, uh, resurrection. Uh, resurrection. So I think that was around the time where he just decided to record that. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think, yeah, it came out in two thousand one, I believe. Control denied. Um, so the al- the album Fragile Art of Existence, or I forgot what it's called. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see if they'll ever release the second album. Um, yeah, I heard they 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 recorded it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't maybe it's the. Chuck's family that's just holding out for a little I, while longer. I think it's financials. I think maybe, maybe yeah, it's like, too. maybe that's like too. what you're saying, maybe there could be legal paperwork, stuff like that. That needs to get, you know, hammered out. Um, oh uh, yeah. There's probably something with the family. Uh, you got the record company and that just probably wants to hold on to it for a little while. Yeah. And then when the right, when time's right, then they'll all get together yeah. and decide and put it out. You know, I get it. I get it. Right. It's timing. It's all about timing. Sure. I mean, it, and it's, I think all parties have to agree on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next band is uh, Ronnie James Dio. Oh. So Dio to me means a lot in terms of, you know, what he was, what he was able to accomplish, uh, you know, a revered person, at, not only a singer, but a, as a person who's a, the nicest fucking person you want, you know, uh the devil horns of course you know mm-hmm. the malloy yeah man and, <laughs> and not only that i mean it's like just the impact that he mm-hmm. had um and you know his and again I'll, he, he will come up later yeah. so and also his catchphrase what's his catchphrase um come on his catchphrase yeah Look out! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a, a lot of people, people, a lot of people know Dio from from that. Look out! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was kind of like, wait a minute, do I know this? <laughs> that's his, that's his catchphrase. Look out! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's gonna come up a little bit later. So, um, okay. finally, my last dude is the legendary uh, Dan Swano. And his wow, fucking, you know all the shit that he does, works on, um, mm-hmm. from, you know, like Nightingale, like everything that he's ever done. Um, so for sure, he's one of the dudes that I am very yeah. thankful. For, you know, and you don't you don't hear about that every t- every time. Like his name never really comes up, right? Yeah, he, yeah. Edge of Sanity, he, the oh, stuff dude. with Bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, Nightingale. A yeah. bunch of stuff, you know, he's done. I, I love, um, well, when I heard the first, the, the Breeding Death EP from Bloodbath, 
Mm-hmm. I was just astounded because like, what the fuck is this? Because you know, it's like an all-star cast. You know, you have Michael and yeah. all these dudes on there from um, and Jonas from yeah, Jonas, Jonas was on there, um, and it's fucking insane. The you know their purpose was to reignite that whole old school heavy metal, old school mm-hmm. death metal, and po- old school Swedish death metal at that. Yes, um, <clears throat> but the buzz saw guitar sound, you know. Still, uh, still, that's one of my favorite guitar sounds of all time. Is that it, sound? It is fucking killer, man. The mm. the fucking uh, the was it the guitar pedal the the orange the metal, one metal 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 zone. Yeah, it's just and, like that. Yeah, it's all at all tens. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's, I I forget what it, what it was. It was the metal zone pedal with a specific amp. I forget what it was. Okay, but I know it's a metal zone pedal. Yeah, the, or- the orange one, right? yeah mm-hmm. that's fucking cool i i know uh, i think dan swano actually has his uh swano merch and one of the shirts is uh i think the guitar pedal and it says oh, really uh, and it says like old school swedish death metal on it yeah so that's fucking cool plus, shit. He, plus he produces a lot of bands at, at unisound yeah. studios of his he does a lot yeah. of stuff i mean Good he's him. Dude, he's busy all the time He's still busy. You want to be busy. Yeah, dude. You don't want to fucking stop working. So, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, to me, he's one of my, also one of the other dudes, I think, a uh, legendary person in the metal community, in the metal world. And, you know, those contributions mm-hmm. shouldn't be taken lightly. So I think he's definitely one of my favorites. Not at all. Cool. It's time for my list. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> Now, granted, every band I'm going to give you, it's all they're all old school because, and these are the, the bands that, are, to me, yeah, got me started to play drums, mm. got me into like into the slowly got me into the heavier heavy metal stuff, and um, I'm very thankful for these artists, and they're very basic stuff, but it means a lot to me. Like, no, no, that's, that's definitely what we want, right? Yep. Here, number one, Kiss. Hell yeah. You know, you know, as as a six year old kid, five year old kid who hears Detroit Rock City for the first time, <laughs> yeah, from my uncle playing the record because my uncle was a Kiss fan and we used to go over his house for for the holidays sometimes, yeah, and and he plays me this song. I'm like, what the frick is this? <laughs> and I, I'm like, and I see the pictures of the makeup. I, I, yeah. Hey, mom, dad, I want this for Christmas. Like, well, you get your get your Christmas money, you can go and buy it. And yeah, actually, yeah. that's the first record I ever bought with my own money, Kiss Destroyer. No shit. That's, dude, that's yeah. bad. I'm six years old, I, and I go to the counter. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I pay for it and everything, and then I take it Ooh. home, and like there it goes. That's so, so cool. uh Yeah, so Kiss definitely made an impact on me, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I, still listen, I, you know, I still listen to those old records, and I still, yeah. whenever they put out a new record, I give it a chance. You know, I like the Gene Simmons songs the best. I I do too. I I also, what's weird is I actually liked the Elder. <laughs> I did too. It was it was so it deviated so much, but it was still them. And like I in the Oath, yeah, great songs. Yeah. I don't care what no one says. That's that's They're good. good songs. Yeah. Okay, now number two, um, Grand Funk Railroad. Oh fuck yeah, dude! One of my favorite bands, dude. Because if you remember from the last thing we did, I gave you, uh, when I was growing up in the house, there was the trifecta of heaviness. 
Mountain Step Away from Grand Funk Railroad. That's right. But the the red album, the red album, the self-titled red album. Mm-hmm. I know every drum lick from the beginning to the end because I listen to oh, it so shit. damn much. That's <laughs> but but Don Brewer, a singing drummer that could sing yeah. really high and, and do all those fills and everything. Like what <laughs> the hell? I loved it. That's but definitely Grand Funk, the live album. Now the story my father told me was the day I was born. Mm-hmm. Check this out. He went out to a record store and bought the Grand Funk live album. <laughs> so that tells you something so that's why yeah. it's kind of in my dna you know yeah right that's crazy grand, grand funk but yeah i love um what three pieces can do three oh, guys can do. yes destroy a stage mm-hmm. like that that old the infamous shea stadium concert where they outsold the beatles oh shit. so Man. yeah and it was I, just, they just leveled the place i heard that uh the the singer drummer he would hit the drums with his fucking head. Uh, oh, there was like, okay. there was like, <laughs> yeah, he would just fucking go off on the drums. I and, just hope there was a doctor present. <laughs> yeah, right. I, mean, I don't know if that works, dude. You need a stick, but uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, that's um, cool. What's your what's your third pick? Metallica. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that. They're one of the first bands that got me to that new scene called thrash metal. Yeah. You know? So how I heard about those guys was my, I keep bringing my father because my father was very influential in my life. So no, don't, that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. So um, he worked at a bank and his coworker was talking, they were talking about music and he said, you have to hear this band Metallica. They're going to be the next big thing. <laughs> so, all right. Well, actually, they're in my top fifteen. One, one of the albums. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll get to that in a bit. But you sure. know, I went, I went and bought the album, and I'm like, at first, I didn't like it. I'm like, what is this? I, I'm used. To, I was used to Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and yeah. TVO and Saxon and all that stuff. So I hear this, this really fast, aggressive stuff. And at first, I didn't get into it, but yeah, I just kept listening and listening until I'm like, yeah, this is a great album, and this built. <laughs> and, and and then little by little, all these other bands are coming out, and I follow those guys and everything. But yeah. Metallica really, except for Saint Anger and Lulu, right? Everything else is not is is great. I I don't mind the Load and Reload albums. They have some decent songs on there. I like Load, yeah. But for me, it's it's Kill Them All up to Injustice for All. Yeah. Oh those, yeah. That's that's my area with those guys. Those are mandatory, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And any, any young drummers out there, you must listen to all four of those albums. Yeah. <laughs> Especially mm-hmm. Injustice. Goddamn, that's a fucking mm-hmm. heavy ass yeah. album. Oh, off the really quick. Um, I work at the School of Rock. I teach drums at uh, this one School of Rock in uh, two locations. And okay. yesterday, one of my students is learning Harvester of Sorrow. Oh shit! Yeah. Nice. He says. He's like, I love that song. Okay, so he finished it last. He finished it last night, and now we're on to the Four Horsemen. <laughs> That's so cool, dude. And then, then I have another student. Um, he, we we finished that same song too, and we're gonna do the Big Four. So oh we hell did yeah! Meta- we did Metallica, and then we're gonna do Megadeth, Anthrax, and then Slayer. I so said we're yeah. gonna build you up to Slayer. Are you, Slayer's are you, fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is he gonna do like a medley of the Big Four, or just four songs? Just four songs. Um, okay. He did the, the Four Horsemen. Now he's doing Peace Cells. Nice. 
And I haven't decided about Anthrax. I haven't decided about Slayer. The only yeah. thing with Slayer that's difficult is there's a lot of double bass. Yeah. And we don't have double pedals at the school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I might have to show him a song from Show No Mercy because there wasn't a lot of double bass on that. And yeah, that yeah, I, much think, I think so. I think you're right. So we'll see. So uh, now moving on to number four. And I have to say, this is my favorite heavy metal band of all time. Okay. Iron Maiden. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Iron Maiden. Sure. I'm telling you, just uh, same thing. They're like one of the very first heavy metal bands I ever listened to. Yeah, and and I was I caught on late. I'll admit, um, the first album I heard by them was Number of the Beast. I totally missed the whole Paul Diano thing. Okay, because um, when this album came out, I was 11, 10 or eleven, and I really have a way of finding out about these bands there's no i, I wasn't into fanzines yet or anything like that so i had right. to uh just found people that and my cousin scott he he had this album and uh we he played it and i listened to it i'm like my god what is that what's that that siren yeah which is bruce dickinson bruce right <laughs> yeah. it's his nickname right yeah, I mean, that the first song I heard was Number of the Beast. And then I went out and got the cassette and I listened to the whole thing. I'm like, this is fantastic. It was definitely uh, a great time. Yeah. Like that 81 to 83 period, discovering all these heavy metal bands, Dio included, Black Sabbath. Yeah, man. And that's the beauty of this episode that we're doing, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful for Iron Maiden for kind of opening my eyes to yeah. this other style of heavy metal. You know, right. New wave of British heavy metal. Right. So that was good. But now my fifth and final is Led Zeppelin. Nice. Because John Baum is the reason why I play drums to this day. Hell yeah. He's a fucking awesome drummer. Mm-hmm. And it was actually the song remains the same that got me into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Watch Watching it on TV and then they showed the drum solo. I'm like, whoa. And I'm <laughs> just sitting there like, I got to try this. Yeah, yeah. I got to try this. This is, this is great. So, um, <laughs> yeah, my father had a couple of the records on vinyl, and I heard those two throughout the years. So right. I knew who they were, but it wasn't until I, I visually saw them and like, this is great. Yeah. Like you, you get to appreciate it more because you're actually seeing it. And then you're like, oh, damn, you see what, what it takes to be, to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And there was like a year, maybe a year later, I got my first used drum set and, Nah, that's cool, dude. Yeah. How old were you? Well, I started playing drums when I was about, I'm trying to remember, four, 13 or 14. Okay. I started a little later. A lot of my friends, they started earlier when they were like 10 or 11. I caught on a little later. Yeah. Because uh, I, I was playing baseball. And um, once I finished the Little League and I didn't want to go on to the next phase, Right. So I just kind of fizzled that out. And I was like, let me try some music. You know, I'm getting into yeah. all this stuff. So <laughs> what a good time. <laughs> it was. <laughs> right. So that's, those are my five. I'm very thankful yeah. for. And but I also think but my, my number one, number one is my father. Because yes, was it for him? I wouldn't have known any of this stuff. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Even, you, my, yeah. even my uncle, because they were musicians. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, yeah, my father. My father played everything: bass, guitar, drums, keyboards. Yet he he sang, but he was like um he was in a band called the Cameos. He later on when he uh he used to f- play bass and sing with the Cameos, but he yeah. was the guy that did 
the do 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 da do. Yeah, the the deep voice. What is it? Was, what is that called? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So <laughs> he he had, he had the voice, but when I was younger, um, I'll make it short. Uh, my uncle and my father would play every weekend with their friend Steve in their in his basement, and sometimes I used to go. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and they would do a lot of like covers from like fifties through like seventies, like classic rock and roll, do up stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I used to go and watch, and I get into it. And I knew I know what these songs were. I heard them throughout the house. And Eddie was their drummer, who was an awesome. He was a cool guy. I wish I could find him today. I don't know if he's still alive or anything. I don't know. Oh, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So um, he he would take a break. You know, he's playing his ass off and everything. And I used to, for some reason, I just gravitate and walk behind the drum set and just sit down. <laughs> yeah. So this this would happen every week, every week. And then there was a time where I was like, I just started picking up a rhythm and everything. And yeah. uh, it was, Eddie would say, hey, why don't you try playing one of the songs? You're here all the time. You, you kind of remember how the songs go. Oh, damn. <laughs> so I, I, I picked up the sticks. And it has made sense. Yeah. It, it made perfect sense. Yeah. So... Through time, you know, when I would go hang out and with them and everything, I would play like three or four songs while Eddie would take a break. And that's how yeah. I started. Yeah. But also, here's an also cool thing yeah. is um, Steve's son, whose name is Steve as well, was an avid heavy metal fan. <laughs> nice. he, he had he introduced me to Merciful Fate. Oh, okay. I didn't I, I didn't know who that band was. So he plays right. me the plays me the oath. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? He had Exodus, uh, he had Exodus Bond on Blood. He had everything on vinyl. I'm like, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so sometimes when when they would play, I would go upstairs and hang out with, with uh, Steve's son. Yeah, and just listen to this stuff. I'm like, this is great. That's awesome, man. It's good. It's good to have people who can show you that, you know, and yeah. and just kind of elevate it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's what I'm really also thankful for too. Not to yeah. mention bands I got into, just right. the, the people yeah. in my life that you know came and introduced me to all this stuff and right. got me involved. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's that's very important. Right, of course. Now, mm-hmm. question: Have you heard Dio's uh, doo-wop stuff from the believe? I believe it was during the '60s. The pre-Elf. Uh huh. Um, not fully. I mean, I just heard the clips they played on this documentary. Okay. I, 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 I never heard the full songs or anything like okay. that. Okay. There, there's really good stuff out there. Uh, um, I think it was because he had <clears throat> Ronnie and the Prophets. He had Ronnie and the Red Hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Ronnie and the Rockin' Elves or something like that. And yeah. he, had, he had a lot of different groups. Mm-hmm. But Ronnie and the Prophets is to me really fucking badass and <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll have to show you i'll, I'll send you a, a, a video mm. uh there's a really cool song and you're gonna be like what the fuck like it's just <laughs> you hear him you know what i mean like you hear him where he's barely starting in his career yeah. but you hear it his voice is already there um, wow. so good stuff there <clears throat> now cool. one of the things that i wanted to talk about before we started on our list is I think for people who are younger, I'd say, mm. um, or people who don't like this kind of metal in terms of it, cause it's old. Cause there are a lot yeah. of people who don't like old music. They want to hear new, the newest thing, the new stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, I get it. I and, get it. And I'm, for me, I feel like um, during this era of time, even up until uh, 92, 91, mm. uh, this, you know, metal evolved so fast. Music evolved so fast there that I don't think there was enough time to truly digest what was happening. It just happened. Mm. It right. just happened. Now we're being it. Now we're looking back and we're like, you know, those were fucking great times. This was, you know, the, you, you see mm-hmm. the the trends or whatever you want to call them. Yes. And we're able to fully appreciate it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just because I like even with movies, just because something is old doesn't mean it sucks. Exactly. Uh, and I, I feel I like the same thing because there are a lot of people who are like, oh, that's fucking that's stupid. That's my dad's, you know. My dad Taste was the music. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And it's like, bro, metal is not in set in any fucking time and specifically. Yeah. Like, you know, we listen to stuff from all years, you know, regardless of what it is. And it yeah. like, it shouldn't matter. Now, yeah, if, to you me, get, if you can't get into it, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, to, to me, metal is ageless. Yeah, there you go. It it's ageless because. Yeah. And the proof is. You know, when you when you see these Iron Maiden plays a concert or Metallica, most of the, most of the crowds younger kids, right? Whether it's the first time seeing them or not, so yeah. Yeah, they could say they could say I don't want to see that old band, and, and you know they're old. Forget it. I'd rather wa- right. listen to uh, something else, something new, more current. Yeah, they don't. Right. So, so to me, metal is ageless. I so. Agree. I I I, I, can't, I listen to a lot of new stuff. I listen to my my old stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, me yeah. too, man. So then, if this if that's gonna be the case, then our crowd today are people for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so people with old souls, people who love old school heavy metal, or mm-hmm. want to know about it and not sure where to start. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, do you want to go first? We'll take turns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go from like I said? I, I didn't make this in any specific order. Like my favorite yeah. at all time. Yeah. So yeah. hold on. And in fact, I'm not really gonna like. I only put numbers just to organize, so we can just go back. I know. I did. I did too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'll start. Judas Priest, British Steel. Hell yeah. They're on my list, but different album. But okay. Excellent. And I, I was I was going back and forth a little bit because I was I was like, "Screaming for Vengeance" or "British right. Steel." What, yeah, yeah. What was more influential? What yeah. was more intru- influential to you? Right. And I, I would think British Steel because when I was first learning drums, "Living After Midnight," "Breaking mm. the Law," right. Uh, Rapid Steel. Even though I didn't have a double bass yet, I tried yeah. my best to play with a single foot. <laughs> <laughs> So um, <laughs> definitely British Steel for me was the, the iconic Judas Priest album, in my opinion, from for me, for me personally. Yeah. So and, um, I'm very thankful for that album because, um, yeah. yeah well, see, with this one, I had both Screaming for Vengeance first, mm-hmm. and then I went back and bought British Steel because I heard I saw the video on MTV. Right. Oh, yeah. The breaking all over, the, the yeah. fake guitars, they're holding it up and everything. So yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, what is that? I'm like, that's Judas Priest. Went back, bought the cassette, and I was like, I think I'm gonna try to play along to some of these songs. They're a little, a little easier, right, than than the rest. So yeah, yeah, yeah. British Steel holds a good place in my heart. Hell yeah, mix on nice and warm and fuzzy. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things too that we're talking about this actually is we we can't help it because this was what was you know at that time the metal stuff that was coming out mm-hmm. um, that we're we're trying not to go too much in terms of like low hanging fruit we call it yes. and but it's just gonna happen <laughs> mm-hmm. it's gonna happen so not everything's gonna be obscure fucking you know nope. from you know some argentina or like colombia or some shit like that so exactly uh, so there will be a japanese band though for me <laughs> but let me go ahead and start with uh 1978 van halen self-titled um for me that mm-hmm. to me that is legitimate heavy metal album um eddie van halen's guitar tone is mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous that probably influence Dimebag, it, it probably influenced like Wild, um, influenced a lot of different fucking people. Um, sure. And, you know, let me pull it up really quick. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can have the track listing. Ah. And Running with the Devil. Right. I mean, when they did. Um, mm-hmm. My ha- my first, what would it have been? Like, I remember hearing it on the radio. It was the eruption slash you really got me. Yeah. I was like, that was fucking killer. Uh, I didn't really know at that time that, you know, shredding was a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm the one, track number five. That's the one that got me hooked. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. that's a fucking punk metal, you know, like kind of guitar you know like like the drums you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that was really a fucking great song atomic punk another great one um you know what song then, i really I, I really like little dreamer i don't know why yeah. but that's that, yeah. i love that track you know it's one of my favorite songs the one that kind of threw me for a loop for i was like it's just the same band was uh ice mm-hmm. cream um oh, okay and obviously that one's a little bit more um sexual i would say in nature oh yeah because mm-hmm. we all we all know that he's not talking about ice cream, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Van Halen's debut, nineteen seventy eight. Okay. Now, before we proceed mm-hmm. any further, now we had talked about hard rock, rock and heavy metal from seventy five eighty five. Yes. So everything everything on my list is not like heavy. Just to let you know, there's some okay. just like cl- classic rock stuff on there. So if I say something, you'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but the great thing is, like I was mentioning, it's good to see stuff that influenced mm-hmm. that from the 80s. What were they listening to that made them want to play heavier? Yeah. And anything yeah. that, like, if you're going to, you know, you're talking about music, bands mm-hmm. that are, we'll call them hard rock. Sure. I think that's great, too. Yeah. Now, I currently at 14, I have Wasp, The Last Command. Oh, hell yeah. Wasp rules, dude. That album, every track yeah. on that album, is I love it. Um, I mean, I, of course, the first album is, is a classic, but when this album came out, it is resonating with me a little bit more. Yeah. Um, the, they got the new drummer, Steve Riley, who just recently passed. Mm. Um, so... It's kind of hard to describe. It's it's like it's LA metal, but I just think it's a little heavier than LA metal at at at, at, at that time. I I agree. I mean, 
the songs, I mean, off their first album, I think. Um, well, was Wasp the self-titled? Is that their first album? Yeah. Okay. So when you're, when I, I mean, Fuck Like a Beast uh, was a little bit more heavier, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but like like Jack yeah. Action and Ball Crusher. Um, but mm-hmm. I like Widowmaker. It's when they're a little more of their slow and doomier songs. Yeah. It's um, heavy. My favorite is uh, Blind in Texas. <laughs> yeah. The very blues uh, blues riff, you know? Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Blackie Lois's voice. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 really? How, what would you compare him to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there isn't. I mean, because it's, it's very gritty, you know what I mean? Like, it's, um, and it's funny because it's like, it's aggressive, but it kind of has this, because I don't, I wouldn't consider them glam metal, you know? No, they were, they were kind of lumped into it. The hammer were, thing, they were. Yeah, they were. They were kind of like an outlier, you know, kind of a little mm-hmm. weird. Um, but I think yeah. musically they're they're fantastic. Oh, dude, yeah, and I think they're heavier than a lot of the the glam bands. Mm-hmm. Again, aggressive, but he had an aggressive, but a, a voice where he could actually sing. Mm-hmm. So it, it worked. Yeah. It worked very well for him. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> okay, my next album is an American. Um, metal band i think they're from los angeles mm-hmm. and they're a band called omen and yeah yeah no. so the album from 1984 is called battle cry battle cry yeah dude and what's crazy is like they're probably one of the first uh not not the first but one of the first bands that in the u.s to do you know american power metal and um mm-hmm. you know credited as being this kind of band and I mean, they're fucking uh, for what that, I mean, seriously, dude, when you hear that album, it's fucking heavy. Um, and we're talking about 80s heavy, not like modern production. heavy. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's kind of exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Weren't, weren't they one of Metal Blade's first signings? I, I believe so. They were definitely a Metal Blade during that time. Besides Slayer. Yeah, I think they were one of the earlier. Yeah. One earlier Metal Blade releases, so and that was great at the time for that label to come out with something that heavy. Oh yeah, dude. people buy they, buy they buy the record, they see the cover, and then it's Metal Blade Records. Ooh, mm-hmm. you know? Wow, okay. That, Finally, a label with metal and blade in the in, in the same sentence. That's great. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, once they did um that what is it called that compilation that Metallica came out on? Oh, Metal Massacre. Massacre, yeah, Metal Massacre. I mean, that was a brilliant move. That was fucking smart, um, but uh, battle cry the omen, um, omens battle cry. So obviously, battle cry is a great song, but I mean, the axe man to me is such a fucking <laughs> funny. Uh, but I think my favorite is probably uh, "Be My Wench." That's like my favorite. Be my wench. <laughs> such That's a funny awesome. song, dude. It's so funny. Um, you know, I have to go revisit that album. I haven't heard that album in a long time. Uh, I have to ch- definitely revisit that. It's- it's fun, man. It's like a good driving album. <laughs> yeah, it's I bet. Good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. You know, that's another band you don't really hear about people mentioning Omen, right? Any of their stuff you don't really hear about it. Yeah. But the, I think they're just very underrated, and I don't think they got the proper respect that they deserve. I agree. You know, I agree. So, right. Omen, Omen, if you're listening, kudos to you, brothers. Hell yeah, right. <laughs> 
All right, here we go. My number 13, my lucky number. <laughs> there you go. What's up? Slayer, show no mercy. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. That's fucking outstanding. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing I was talking about Metallica, you know, early thrash. Mm -hmm. And then um, I remember I bought some magazine. I think it was like Circus Magazine or Metal. I forget. And it had... Um, Slayer, the the world's fastest band. Oh, in the in the ad. Yeah. Now, um, I caught on to him a, e a EP later because the first thing I heard by them was haunting the chapel. Okay. So and and then then I saw a magazine. I saw the cover for Show No Mercy. I'm like, oh, cool! They have something else out. Let me go. Yeah. Let me go get it. And same thing. Um, but but this time, on its first listed, I automatically loved it. But yeah. Metallica took me a little bit, but when I heard Slayer, when I heard you know Evil has no boundaries, I'm like, yeah, this is this is what I'm looking for. It's it's fast, it's aggressive, and yeah. I love the Evil lyrics. <laughs> yeah, like Black Magic and yeah. yeah, like I like I like the fast song, Show No Mercy, The Final mm -hmm. Command. Yeah, um, yeah, I love Cryonics. So, Cryonics is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. But same thing when I heard this band, I'm like. These guys are going to be phenomenal. I feel it. Yeah. I smell it. Um, and look what happened. Yeah. They came out one of the biggest metal bands in the world. Legendary. Mm -hmm. And also with this album, too, why I liked it, because I learned how to play thrash metal with a single foot pedal. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Like, did it with the double hit with your foot? It took me a while, but I got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, dude. Uh, and of course, you know the story about how they record the drums with that album. No, actually, I heard that story. How they had to do everything. They had to do everything separate. I think, I believe, uh, like each because each part I guess of the, the room they were in, it, it, the sound was too bombastic. Oh, really? How about now? Oh, there you go. Okay, cool. Let me turn you up. All right. All right. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. So we had technical difficulties there for a bit, but we're back on track. Um, so we're, we're just talking about Slayer. Mm -hmm. Awesome. If awesome album, show no mercy. Your turn. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so my next pick is, uh, I think they're Kansas City, a Kansas City band. Uh, they're called oh. Manila Road. And... Crystal. Wow. Uh, this came out in 1983. Mm -hmm. Very heavily influential on the um, on a lot of bands who are currently playing traditional heavy metal slash the new wave of British heavy metal, but that they're doing it now, like the modern bands. Um, right. There, a lot of people were just heavily influenced by these guys. Um, which which album is that? The Dulge or the Deluge? What is it uh, called? Yeah, Deluge. Luge, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, a lot of these bands, though, I would say, in just the same way of the new wave of British heavy metal, you had different kinds of singers and stuff like that. So, um, right, you know, you have to. Uh, uh, one specific band later on uh, that I have on my list, you kind of have to mm -hmm. get into uh, their vocals are an acquired taste. We'll just say that. Okay. You know, what I, I mean? love stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> So 
All right. What's your next pick? Number 12. Here we go. Here's with the oddball. All right. Steely, Steely Dan Asia. Oh, no shit, dude. I I mm-hmm. never even consider that or think about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Because this, you know, it, it was different. You know, I, I, you know, my father didn't like jazz that much, but for some reason, <laughs> jazz resonated with me at a very young age. Yeah. So, and now Steely Dan, here they were. They were a classic rock band who mixed fusion and jazz later on, the, the later records. Yeah. And I loved it. I, I definitely enjoyed it. And um, I just like that Moog keyboard. I'm like, what? Uh, what yeah. is that sound? Sounds like something like, like floating in the air. And my father told me what it was. It was like a, it's a specific type of keyboard to use. I'm like, right. I love that sound. Mm-hmm. Now at this time I wasn't really paying attention to the drums yet. I just liked the feel of the songs and everything. I just, you know, hearing it on the radio. We, we used to go to my grandparents' house and we used to drive home, and I would hear uh, Josie or Peg on the radio. I'm like, yeah, yeah. who? You know, who was that? Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. So um, again, a little later on, I bought the Asian cassette. Yeah, and I, I played the crap out of it. <laughs> so it wasn't a little later on I was like a couple years experience in drums that I tried to play some of that stuff but I failed miserably because <laughs> yeah these are t- top notch session players in, in the world you know and here yeah. I am a 17 year old kid thinks he can play this stuff I'm like oh uh-uh, not happening <laughs> yeah, that genre is pretty tough huh for sure yeah it is but definitely Steely in Asia is, is my favorite album by them and I, I still I still crank it out, you know. Sometimes driving to work, I put you know a mix of Steely Dan and yeah. one of the songs from Asia because I'm like, and I put, have a nice smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to. I'm gonna go do that today. Then I'm gonna check that out because it's yeah. been a long time. So for sure, I think it's only like there's only like six or seven songs on there. But oh, shit, even better. There's not there's not one filler. I mean, every song is fantastic. Yeah. Right on, dude. All right. Your turn. <laughs> so my next one is actually uh, 1980 uh, Iron Maiden, um, self-titled. First album. Yeah, mm-hmm. First album. Heavy hitter for me. Uh, I love uh, I love both Paul and and, uh, and Bruce, but uh, this was a great one. I had, at that time, not heard anything. Actually, it's funny because that's the first thing I heard from them. Um, but not, first album, yeah. Yeah, but obviously in I was... It came, I was, you know, had come out a long time ago, you know, at that point. I, I was 14, maybe 15 when I heard it. But I don't mm-hmm. know why that's the one that I just heard first. I just, yeah. just if, you, if you did, it was good because that that's that that's the inch that's the introductory into Iron Maidenville. Yeah. That's so uh yeah. it, it was definitely like Transylvania, uh-huh. Charlotte the Harlot, all those that's songs, right? Running free. Song. Um Phantom of the Opera and Charlotte the Harlot, mm-hmm. man. My yeah. Um, Again, another one of those albums where every track is fantastic, dude. Yeah, fucking ten out of ten on that one for sure. Yeah. Um, so, go for it, dude. Well, it's by the same band, Iron Maiden, but yeah. but Power Slave. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's that's yeah. the album. I think that this is the only Iron Maiden album where I like. Every song, even the instrumental. 
So I told you the story about Number of the Bees, and then P- Peace of Mind came out, and that was fantastic. It was the, Nico was in the band. Yeah. When Power Slave came out, I was like, I was just mesmerized. But every track on this album, from Aces Tie all the way down to yeah. uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner to whatever, oh, yeah. it's just like, I'm like, and I enjoyed the long songs. You know, people are like, oh, so, you know, anything past four minutes is too long. Like, not me. I enjoy those long epic tracks. Yeah, the epic tracks. <laughs> for sure. And you can listen to that whole Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner without being bored while I'm like fast forwarding to the, the guitar solo or something. <laughs> yeah. You're the whole track from beginning to end, you listen to it. And we all yeah. did. But uh, Iron Man, this was the album that really, really got me into the most. I mean, I went out and bought the posters. I had Eddie with the wrapped in the bandages all over the, my bedroom and everything. I had the posters, yeah. everything. Yeah. It was the album I really, really got into. It was, it's my favorite Iron Man album, Power Slave. Fuck and yeah. same thing with, with the drumming, you know, Nico with those, those, those drums on uh, Aces High and Two Minutes to Midnight. Wow. Sick. Sick, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, he's actually, he's, he's kind of like a weird, like he's a sneaky dude because, um, People don't see him as a high tier drummer. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, because he's not doing blast beats a million miles per minute. Yeah, he's kind of like, he's like underrated, sneaky good. You know what I mean? And also, he's uses a single foot pedal. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another thing. The guy can do all that fast stuff with one foot. This is great. Yeah, another 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 way of you know, influence, and thank God he only had one foot pedal. Because when I tried to play some of those songs, I had one foot pedal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so actually, it was okay. Yeah. Um, and my my foot was so strong, and then by the time I got double bass, I'm like, wow, now I gotta work on my left foot. This is this is gonna <laughs> suck. <laughs> it's like uneven now. <laughs> yeah, it, it was for a while. Like, well, wow, because I was used to playing fast doubles with my foot, and now I'm like, oh no, I gotta do, I gotta work on my left now. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um so th- this next one to me i it did it, it took me a while to like consider what album i wanted to choose uh mm-hmm. we we're talking about this earlier you know bon scott or brian johnson but i right. think the, i think the entirety of back in black for me is mm-hmm. what yep there's just too meat on too much meat on that bone. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's just like I needed to have this one on the list. So, 1980, uh, ACDC, Back in Black. Mm-hmm. The amount of hits on that song on that album is fucking ridiculous. And uh, where do you start? You know? Yeah, exactly. You just let it roll, dude. Or put you could shuffle it, or just let it roll. You know? Yeah. And you were not gonna be disappointed. Not at all. Um, it's, it's so it's, it's so funny because uh, I have a, a student who lives in my town. He's six years old, and his favorite band is ACDC. Yeah, and cool. every time he has a lesson, we we did TNT, we did Dirty Deeds, we did um, Highway to Hell. We're yeah. now I'm back in black. Okay, all right. We're all around that song, and he played. You know, six years old, he's, he can yeah. play almost every part on on the on the dot. So I was joking with him last night. It's like, you want to do the whole record? <laughs> so you got to do. You got to give a dog a bone. You got to do uh, Hell's Bells. Yeah. You got. You got. We got to do all these songs, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's 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 laughing at me. Like, really? Like, why not? <laughs> you know? Shit. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> so yeah, so that album for me was is, 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 is classic as well, man. And not one bad song. Yeah, not one. Such a good album. And then again, the production on that is fucking fantastic. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, you know, it's. I don't know if it's. I don't know if Ball Breaker is a little bit more chunky. Uh, but you know, this one's kind of kind of heavy as well. You know, who produced that? Who produced but- back about was that Mutt Lang? It, you know what? I think it was. Let me double check. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, I remember. Uh, I might have to go to Wikipedia. <laughs> well, they're sort of correct with some of the some of their uh, information. Not all of it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where um, I think it just depends on, like, hopefully people who actually do know put the information. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Mutt Lang. Okay. Wow. I, I'm surprised I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not losing my mind after all. Okay. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i don't I'm know I thought, it was, uh, I thought it was i i don't know why i thought it would have been like bobby what is it bobby z or bobby ezrin um mm. or shit the other dude who did uh i forgot what it was well i'm surprised angus young didn't put angus young productions or something because you know he, he was he was <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know if he was going to be like Jimmy Page, or Jimmy Page produced all the Led Zeppelin albums. You know, it's oh, just you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I figured he would do the same, but I guess not. Right. Right. You ready? Yep. At the time, this was my favorite thrash album until some other stuff came out. Okay. Exodus, Bonded by Blood. Oh yeah, killer dude. Still holds wow. up. It does. The only Bailoff album, of course, but. um when I heard this this album, okay, I'm like, okay, Slayer, awesome, Metallica, cool. Who the hell is Exodus? Yeah, you know, and and I just the whole album from Bonda by Blood to the Strike of the Beast, every song, classic. And my, even the guitar tone, the drum sound, Bela's voice, uh, the leads and everything, <laughs> the subject matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great yeah. and, and actually one of the first songs i learned when i got my feet better for double bass yeah was piranha the one of the first songs i learned that's yep. probably my favorite exodus song yep. yeah yeah for sure <clears throat> and uh and then sometime later i saw the memory the ultimate revenge D, uh vhs Oh, with Slayer, is it? Is it? Was it? Was was that with Slayer? Yeah, Slayer and Venom. Yeah. The, so when, uh, I, when I when I Combat Records, right? Combat Records put that out. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the old stu- old Studio Fifty Four. Yeah. So watching the Exodus set, I'm like, that solidified it for me. I was yeah. like, these guys are crazy. Yeah, dude. Dude, I, so, I need to find that either the VHS tape or they have it on DVD now or whatever. I need to find that, dude. I think there is still only on VHS. I think people make they put it on they make it and put it on DVD and then try sell it. It's not like an official release. I don't think. Oh, so okay, even originally, right? Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's VHS. Yeah, yeah. Mine's still working, thank God. So, uh, 
But I think what's going on with like combat, I don't know who owns the right to all the combat catalog, but I think it's maybe Sony or uh, um, Time Warner video. I don't know. I don't know who owns that stuff, but you know, they're sitting on a catalog of great music and it's nothing's coming out. I, I know that's one of the, the, the shittiest things is that mm-hmm. always want what's new always, you know what I mean? But I mean, the thing is, is like, it's an extra way to get some extra cash from them. If they knew how, you know, Yeah, what they should do is put it on a split DVD and Blu-ray mm-hmm. and it's released. And I'll definitely sell. I, you know, I don't think it's just going to sit on, on the dollar rack. I think people, once it comes out, people are like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, especially with the success of uh, Murder in the Front Row, the book and, and, oh, the, yeah. and the movie. Uh-huh. I think putting this out would greatly benefit whoever owns the rights to that that uh, that show. They should definitely do it. I would actually, I'm going to email Thunderflix and ask them if they could maybe add it mm-hmm. on to their, uh, their concert. Yeah. It's, it's all like we were talking earlier about um, rights and when's the right time to put stuff out or if they ever do it. You know, it's always yeah. someone's holding on to that. They think it's gold. So it's going to wait. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, we'll see. Okay, so, your um, turn. So my next pick. Japanese. So Loudness, Thunder in the East came out in 1985. Uh, I yes. think Loudness are one of the great underrated traditional heavy metal bands out there um hell yeah you know they're they're just one of those bands who um like i mean if you're gonna think about japanese metal i feel like it's x japan and then fucking loudness those two are like top tier in terms of of um in terms of like traditional heavy metal um right but yeah thunder in the east man it's one of those fucking albums where I don't know, like Heavy Chains. Um, there's just a run like hell. There's like a lot of great, great fucking songs. Um, of course, Crazy Nights, you know, oh, that video, crazy man. Crazy Nights, man. That's like... <laughs> MCA. That's a, a sing-along uh, song where everybody just kind of yeah. sings together. You know what I mean? <laughs> and let me tell you, that, that that album opened up a lot of doors for them because then they started opening up for like bigger metal bands. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it sure did, dude. And they're just it, so it revered as fucking icons, I think. Um, you know, they might not be as huge as Metallica, let's just say. No one will be ever. But no. uh they're they're up there. So and they're still yeah. making albums. I think they made a new one last year or this year, I'm not sure. I, I don't remember. Um Well um who's still in the band? Akira Nakasaki, Takasaki I forget his last name. I don't know. Current. Let me hey, let's Wikipedia that. Uh, I know I know I know the drummer that played on that album and a few others he had passed a few years ago. And I don't think it's the same vocalist. So it's Kira Takasaki. Takasaki. Uh-huh. And the vocalist now it's mm, Nihara. Nihara. Mm. And yeah. then the bass is the last name is is well, his name is Masayoshi Yamashita. Mm. And okay. then the drummer, their drummer's new from well, newish came out came in two thousand nine, uh, Masayuki Suzuki. Okay, so that's their current lineup. Current lineup. Um, 
but yeah loudness check them out guys if you don't know <laughs> i that's there's gonna be some bands where i'm gonna really highly recommend right now and, and for sure it's omen and loudness for if mm-hmm. people want to get into like old school shit okay all right uh coming in number nine here's another little oddball one for you yeah chicago the, the greatest hits album dude chicago rules man and and not just because of fucking uh little nicky when they say it but really yeah. chicago fucking rules man exactly that helped that i mean all those you know, songs will make me smile and uh saturday in the park and all those songs are fantastic and again, it's one of those bands like Steely Dan, where coming home, you know, visiting my grandparents and hearing that stuff on the radio, I'm like, yeah. And, and, it, and it was cool because I found out my father had that on vinyl. So I used to listen to it. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. And Danny Seraphine on those drums back in the day. My yeah. God. What an animal. Dude, that's one of the things that I noticed is the, the drumming also. But it's it's because it's weird because it's like people who have this like fucking mentality of like that certain bands they already think oh that's fucking gay or they think that you know it sucks and it's like dude yeah. listen to it first man um you know especially bands like we'll say Twisted Sister or let's just say you know whatever like or Motley Crue let's say like don't right. listen to the hits uh for sure listen to the hits but I'm just saying is go into the deeper cuts. And once yeah. you go into the deep cuts, then you're like, shit, now I know more about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would say the same thing for a lot of different bands. Like, so, you know, I think that's an excellent, it's a, it's a ballsy pick. I will tell you this. <laughs> I got big balls. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Some ACC in there too. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just uh, believe me, these pick, picking these 15. Dave was very painstaking because I I had written some I I really liked and I was like nah cross it up put something else cross I something to, it was a pain in the ass I had to rearrange mine like three or four times as well uh, <laughs> rearrange add some take some out like really think yeah. about it you know yeah so this list I'm very confident that this is what this is my thing yeah the, so, it's like the final list yeah. <laughs> but then I get tomorrow, I might look at the list and go, nah, take that off, put something else on. <laughs> this is just how it is. You know what? Yeah. yeah, I could see how that could happen too. Mm-hmm. Um, um, all right, my next pick Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, 1980. Oh, yes. Now, I could have gone Mob Rules as well. Yeah. Uh, they're both fucking awesome. Um, I'm, I'm one of the some of the well not one of the few but one of the types of people who enjoys dio era black sabbath i think to mm-hmm. me that is um i think i think ronnie might have challenged everyone to to do better to write to be more you know better writers um and push them i think to, right. to do more he was present in the moment you know he's like let's go guys ozzy would have been like passed down the corner somewhere you know is it my time to sing yet no this guy just was like walked in and said let's go i have these songs i have these ideas let's make an album yeah so he really yeah he did push he pushed them because musically as as far as players and i think they they sounded the best on that record and mob rules yeah they were um they changed it up you know they had some 
I don't know. They just, they were, it was, it's fucking wild to me, but obviously massive respect to Black Sabbath, you know, with Ozzy, it doesn't matter, but I'm just yeah. saying it's like when, when, when Dio came in on board, um, it took him up a notch, I think. Of course. It elevated, I think it did elevate them to what they were fucking supposed to be as that legendary band. And right. that cemented the, their status at that point. Um, because right. I don't think, uh, I don't think Ozzy could have done that, you know? Um, no, 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 no. Definitely it would, not. It would be interesting to hear Ozzy on those tracks, though, you know? Um, but Plus, you know, I, t- I look at it this way. It was a new decade. Yeah. New sound, new technology, new everything. New, new so, yeah. Exactly. So the 70s are over. Now it's the 80s. Let's go. And they really came out strong with that record. So absolutely. Like, Wishing Well is my favorite song on that album. Oh, nice. Yeah, because, you know, again, the song, the the drumming, everything. So, yeah. yeah. Let me. Neon Nights. You can't go wrong with that. Oh, dude, Neon Nights. Yeah, that's one of the. That's actually a pretty heavy song. Um, let me go back to the record really quick. And I just want to say, um, my friend Bob Mitchell, who was an attacker and everything, he was in the band called Sleepy Hollow. Oh, no shit. They, co- they covered Children of the Sea. Yeah. Oh, you got to hear it. Okay. It's great. It's a great cover. What's going um, on, Bob? How, how are you, buddy? <laughs> what, are they, what, are they called? what is his band? Uh, he's no, mostly known for, from a, for attacker. Okay. Yeah, Battle Helms Deep and stuff yes. like that. Yes. But he was after that. Um, some some time later, he was in the band called Sleepy Hollow. Okay. And when I was in Midian, we played some gigs together. But um, on their album, they recorded Children of the Sea. Okay, that's cool. And it's it, it's a great cover, and Bob's voice fits it. So, yeah. right on. Um, so, so check that out. You're next, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, L.A. Metal again. Uh, rat out of the cellar, dude. I think that one's they're heavier. Uh, like the heavier it was, yeah, yeah. Their EP and then that that's to me that, that was their heaviest. Yeah, um, because I, I like even my LA metal. I needed heavy, like like Dokken and all those bands were were heavy. Yeah, for sure. So um, same thing. Rat out of the cellar, round and round. The morning after. She's got money. I mean, all, all every track on this album I love. And um, if it wasn't for Rat, I wouldn't be listening to Motley Crue or Doc. And they were kind of like even Wasp. So th- this was the band that kind of informed me about the L.A. metal scene. Yeah. And I just went from one to another to another. But Out of the Cellar is a brutal record. Yeah. Warren D. Martini, Bobby Blotzer, uh, mm-hmm. the whole band, Juan and those guys, definitely um, great musicianship. Yeah. And, I, you know, I like the musicality because, you know, they had a shredder that had Warren in, in the band. Right. So, and at that time, I was in the shredders. I was in the Ingvay Malmsteen and all that stuff. So, when I heard this guy play, I'm like, yeah, a glam band, an LA band, but they have a shredder. Yeah. That's cool. Yes, and I, and yeah. also because to me, I think in terms of um, most for most genres, I don't discriminate. So I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are like, you know, glam sucks, glam for posers, and this and that and the other. Yeah, and it's like I didn't see it as the enemy in terms of um, of the enemy of metal. 
I saw mm-hmm. I saw grunge as the enemy of metal, and I saw new metal as the enemy of metal. Oddly yeah. Enough, oddly enough, my view on that is changing now because of of wannabe metal. Uh, so, for example, like Machine Gun Kelly wants to get himself into this. Uh, yeah, Demi, I heard. Demi Lovato wants to get herself into metal. Uh, you know that. So now all of a sudden, new metal doesn't sound so bad to me anymore. <laughs> you know, what right, I mean? right. At first, I didn't like it either because I was like, I didn't mind. You know, I liked hip hop on its own, like certain, like the early stuff, Public Enemy and NWA and right. stuff like that. But when it was like mixed in with heavy metal and hard rock, I was like, this is bad. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't too crazy about. It. Like, I didn't like. I didn't like Limbiscuit. Form was okay. Yeah. I have to say, of all the new metal bands, like Deftones were my favorite. Well, yeah, that's a whole other level of, of Deftones. New metal uh, for whatever reason, I guess they're lumped into it, but I don't see them as new metal. Uh, no, the more. I don't know. I could see. I could see. I guess I could see that, but I think yeah, they get lumped into it all the time. Diftones is a little bit more in terms of uh, sexy time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, let's let's put them for that. Yeah, they should have their own little genre. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, rat. so rat was rat was great. You know, I wish they would all just bury the hatchet. I know uh, Robin Crosby's no longer with us. Uh, rest in peace. Um, is he the one who just passed this past year or this year? Uh, no, Robin Crosby died a, a while ago. There was someone. The guitar player. The soul, yeah, died. Some, I think he was sick. Oh. I, 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 um, yeah. So, yeah, but he, he had passed a long time ago. But, uh, you know, Juan still, you know, all those guys, Warren, Juan, yeah. and Bobby, didn't, and get everyone back together, put out. Uh, do like reunion shows, put out another great record again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I hate when bands like split up and they're like, there's like three different rats. Yeah. This guy's rat. This guy's rat. This yeah. guy's rat. Just, I hate it. Yeah. Or like um, Electric Light Orchestra did the same thing, right? Where it's, um, I forgot his fucking name. Something. something. Oh, um, Je- Jeff Lynn or something like uh, that. Jeff Lynn, Jeff Lynn's Electric Light Orchestra or something like that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I mean, it's, it sucks when bands do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's, let's go on to the next pick. Um, so my next pick is another, it's the German band. Um, Running Wild with yeah. Gates, Gates to Purgatory, 1984. Nice. Yeah. So now these dudes have this, you know, later on kind of did the whole pirate metal thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But get to purgatory. I mean, the fucking cover is fucking badass as it is. You know, you know the tr- the whole traditional sense of leather studs. You know, and, and then fucking fire. You know, sparks. You know, what I mean, this it just looks heavy metal. Um, Let me ask you: Was that their first album? That was the first album, I, right? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And what's uh, the weird thing for me? I didn't know, and I'm just wondering what would have happened. The I believe the guitarist mm. I don't know his name name but I know his, they called him Preacher. And really? Yeah. I know he, that. he was actually um, a priest. Um, oh, 
or, or, or involved in the church in some way. And he left after this album. Um, oh, I, I didn't know that. I, oh, no, no. He did. He left because he wanted to just go into um, uh, the church, like full time. Okay. And so, yeah, yeah. Really cool, man. Preacher. Yeah. That's good. There's a lot of good. Um, like, oh, this, this to me, it's bordering almost on thrash, too, dude. Like, mm-hmm. it's fucking great, man. And, and it's heavy. Um, the vocals are what I think make it different from everything else. Because vocals, yeah. they're more aggressive, very much. You know what I mean? And I, and I yeah. don't know if that's just by design or maybe it's the accent. I'm not sure, but it sounds fucking. <laughs> cool. See, I, I, caught, I got caught, I got caught on to them the, the following album, uh, Brandon and Exiled. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because uh, I, I I like the song, but every time I hear, it, I laugh. Chains and leather. Yeah, yeah. Chains and leather and rivets. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What the hell do you say that?" If I had the final lyrics for that, like and rivets, my yeah, God, what are you doing with those rivets, man? I don't want to know. You gotta have them, I guess. You know, I, I know. That's funny. Uh, I actually really enjoyed Port Port Royal, um, but yeah, like I haven't got into the newer stuff. I just kind of checked out the early '90s and late uh, '80s stuff. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people love uh, Under Jolly Roger. You know, there's a lot of yeah, but that's the one I kind of gravitate to because I, I they're a little that's that's like more of a, like a thrashier record, yeah, and some songs. So I yeah, kind of like that. There were a nice, um, I think, um, change of like traditional heavy metal, like slash thrash metal. They kind of walk yeah. a lot. You know? They kind of do both. So I think that's great. It's a good thing. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, next one. Yes. Another album that's kind of not metal related, but it's in the hard rock rock world. The Police, oh, Zenyatta Mandata. Yeah, good stuff right there. Because mm-hmm. at this time, I was a huge Stuart Copeland fan. Yeah, big, big time. Uh, let me let me check out the album. <laughs> it's their it's their third record, and it's the last one of the have because the, the first three albums have like a oh, like a French name, like French whatever that is. And this oh, was yeah. the last yeah. one. Yeah, so this is the one that had uh, "Don't Stand So Close to Me," mm-hmm. uh, "Driven to Tears," um, "Canary in a Coal Mine," uh, "Man in a Suitcase." All, all these all these songs are, are great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, my favorite Police album. It's wild because like they had this, um, um, what would you want to call it? Like this reggae sound. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like punk, rock, ska, all kind of combined. Yeah, it, was a, it was a bit of a mix, huh? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, this is another one of those albums where I like all the tracks. Yeah. Okay. So, and this is my this is now my father used to play a lot. Yeah. You know, he had many, he had many records, but the, I always would hear this album in the house. It's I, and the, yeah. the the more I heard, it, I'm like, you know, you know, I was in the Kiss, and um, this was '81. This album came out '81, I think. So yeah, just I was getting into, I was in Kiss, I was starting into heavier music, but then I heard this, I'm like, I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's fucking great. I mean, I had bought um. My introduction, I just bought the the greatest hits. Mm-hmm. 
I was just so fucking happy with that. It's just, a, you know, it was just great, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had bought the greatest hits on Remember Columbia House. Oh, yeah, for sure. The fucking you used to get like what? Penny? 10, 10 CDs for a penny. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Remember, that, remember that stuff? Yeah, I, I got uh, the greatest hits CD from that thing. That's great. Yeah, but um, yeah, this album by the police absolutely uh, it my it made my top ten. I can tell you that. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, every, I can, and I still listen to it to this day. I just I have uh, everything is on my iPod, so I put this album on and I don't shuffle it or anything. I listen from the beginning till I get to where I have to go. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, so my next one, I think, is kind of like if. If you do have it on your list, then we'll talk about it together. But I think this is, to me, an uh, iconic album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merciful Fate, Melissa. Uh, yes. 1983. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely um, one of the most influential albums ever. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. influenced people to, 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 you know, to do thrash, to do black metal, to do you know everything traditional heavy metal mm-hmm. you know they yeah. kind of they kind of let that uh you know venom and um and merciful fate kind of made the okay to let's go let's do the whole satan thing and let's do the whole evil thing you know and they kind of like gave the okay where it's like you can still do it you can still have a good time and mm-hmm. let's not let's not take ourselves too seriously you know right so yeah yeah, I remember, I don't know if it was a publicity stunt or anything, but I remember at that time, Venom and Merciful Fate did not like each other. Or I think it was just more King Diamond and the guys from from Venom. I, th- I think there was some, I think, I think there was some little angst between them. Yeah, competition. But, you know, yeah, oh yeah, you know. But um, you know why? Because I think one was, one was claiming they were really into this which was King Diamond. And then the other guys were just, you know, it, it was a, it was a phase. It, it, yeah. it was just, you know, this stuff they wrote about just to be cool. Yeah. And, so, I, and um, to be fair, I, I, I do think Kronos starts shit all the time with people. Uh, mm. So, I mean, I could, and, he, and I could see why he's, he, I don't know if he's difficult to work with, but he, I could see maybe how he rubs people the wrong way, you know? And yeah, I, that's I, a shame. It's a shame. Yeah, I I feel like you know King Diamond's a little bit more chill, relaxed. You know, mm-hmm. he likes to talk. You know, he's a good he's a he's a good dude. I'm not saying that Kronos isn't, but I'm just saying uh, personality wise, they're very they're complete opposites. Yeah. Did you ever interview any of those like uh, guys from Venom at all on no. here? No. no, I don't even think they would even answer me, dude. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. Try, try give it a shot. That is true. I should just start sending emails out. <laughs> hey, you got a podcast, man. You got you got viewers. Let's go. <laughs> That's true. So, and I'm um, to me, um, talking about Melissa again. Um, people look at me like I'm a little weird when I mention when I say this about the about the music. Yeah, but every time I listen to Melissa, there's, there's like a hard a hard rock blues band just with <laughs> King, King Diamond singing. Yeah. If you really listen to it, if you listen to some of the riffs, I'm like. Yeah, they're very blues influenced. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard rock metal. It's very bluesy in some points. I'm like, and then he got you know King Diamond's voice over that. So actually, it's, yeah. if it works, it's fantastic. Yeah, this is when Don't Break the Oath came out. It got heavier. Yeah, then they were like full like metal metal. Yeah, but Melissa's definitely has that the, that uh, genre mix. 
I in there. I could see that for sure. And I think it's just the way the uh, – is it Sherman and um, – uh, Michael the, Danner? The, the guitarist, I feel like it's how they – I think it's just the way they, they did their riffs, you know? And then how they work together. Yeah. See what you mean in terms of like where there's that blues there. Um, mm-hmm. That's fucking cool. I never actually yeah. thought about that. So that's, that's a very interesting. Yeah. If you, when you listen to the album again, just really check it out. Just, um, you, you'll hear, you'll hear it in the spots. Yeah. What I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. All right. Here, here's another one. That's yeah, not, because so far you're like, wow, you're picking some balls. He picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So this one is an oddball, but it makes my list because the more I listen to it, the music's fantastic. Frank Zappa, Joe's Garage. Okay. Not familiar with any of his work. I mean, I've heard songs, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not like. I can't say that I've heard Frank Zeppa. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, know um, it's strange. I know it's it's for some people it, uh, mm-hmm. it it's intimidating and it's hard to get into. Um, yeah, there's some albums that are very you know, and I'm not saying they're fa- straightforward, mm-hmm. but they're listenable. But then there's some albums he puts out. It's like, what the hell am I? What is that? But this specific album, it's it's hard in places. It's cool to listen to. It's got some uh, some good riffs and everything. I just like the story. It's about, you know, a guy who's corrupted by the music industry and uh, and what happens to him along the way. It's kind of funny, you know. You have the wet t-shirt contest. You have crew slut. You have songs like that. <laughs> so if you see, if you see it, read the lyrics, you get the point. But um, my father was into the Frank Zappa. Um, he got me into Zappa. Um, the mothers of invention. That was like kind of when they they were called the mothers in the beginning. Yeah. Um, this was the first Frank Zappa album I heard him doing solo. He did lots up before that, but when I was in my first band, my first band ever was called Death Pact. Um, that's why I told you about. It. I got booted out because I was inexperienced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when I, so when I used to hang out with these guys. They would the guitar player would constantly play Joe's Garage. In a cassette deck while we were hanging out when we drove around and the more and more i listened to it, i'm like i'm really enjoying this i'm really really getting into the music um and just over the years it just my fascination for it just got bigger and bigger yeah and now as a drummer the vinnie caliuda on the drums amazing recording and apparently the rumor is everything a lot of these songs were on first take and he was reading it and he was reading a newspaper on a music stand while he was recording it. <laughs> he, knew, he knew the material that well. That's funny, dude. That, yeah. Now, I don't know if that's bullshit or anything like that, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a fascinating story. I was like, if, he, yeah. if, that's the, if that's the case, he really did that. Yeah. My, my hand, my hat's off to him, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. <clears throat> no shit. Right. Because everything Zap had everything charted out. He would give all the musicians the charts. That's what you're playing. Here's the arrangement. Go. Right. So apparently he studied it so much that when he came to record certain songs. And they're pros, dude. They got to be pros. There you go. Yeah. You had to be in his band because there was a lot of people in line waiting to get in. Believe me. Yeah. 
<laughs> so Frank Zappa Joe's Garage, people out there, if you want to hear something wacky yeah. or funny yeah. as well, that's the album to check out. 100%. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're going to go to 1978, uh, Motorhead Overkill. Yes. Um, I was going to do Ace of Spades, mm-hmm. but to me, um, uh, I like Overkill a lot, you know? To, I mean, heavy fucking double bass, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I remember I seen them, I was able to see them t- twice. And the second time, I th- believe Testament opened up for them. Oh, wow. That's cool. And um, I had, I've, I've told this story a few times, but I'll tell, I'll say it again. <laughs> uh, mm. I had just had a, a beer, you know, they're having a, um, in the cups at that time, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> I had just downed it and I went to the front and you could feel the double bass. Uh, Mickey D's <laughs> fucking drumming yeah. is so fucking powerful. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I felt it boom, boom, just hitting my chest. And I started feeling the foam come up. Like I started feeling the beer. Oh, no. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> so I had to like, I had to back away, like before I puked it all out. Uh, and so luckily I went, you know, I just went back like 15 yards and 15 feet. And that was enough. So, <laughs> dude, fucking outstanding. I couldn't hear for like a day or two. So you tell me it was a double bass backwash that got you, dude. The, it was funny because it was, it was he, Mickey D went into a drum solo that went into Overkill. Oh so, my god! So that was incredible. Yeah, I was like, I'll puke for you guys. You know, good stuff. <laughs> and, and it's that's cool, Overkill, because whenever I have students who want to learn double bass, that's the first song I pick. Yeah, it's and clean. Like, it's very clean. Like it's just it's, it's not that it's well it, getting for him it's gonna be fast but sure. but tempo wise it's not it's not that fast it's once what it takes a couple of weeks until they can play all the way through yeah. and then I kick their ass after that with except fast as a shark <laughs> bam <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, shit, that's funny dude yeah so yeah that's a that's a great album like um well well the song that's on that that I like. Uh, damage case, damage, damage case. case, dude. Is that's it? Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, probably. Um, what's um? I'm trying to remember the name of the song. I, I don't think it's on Overkill. Um, we are the road crew. That we are the road crew. That's Damn. probably my favorite Motorhead song. Um, road, road crew, nice. Yeah. And then the newer one of the newer songs, uh, the Whorehouse Blues. Uh, See, I never heard that. Yeah, that one's. Uh, to be honest with you, the last album I heard by over by uh, Motorhead uh-huh. was was Orgasmatron. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I miss I missed that whole thing like an, another perfect day and after after all that I miss I missed I missed all that stuff. Yeah, the uh, I, I don't know why I didn't give it a chance, but I just at the time I wasn't really. Listen to Motorhead that much, but Orgasmatron was the first was the last album I heard by them. I wonder so that if, whole a whole area a whole era I missed. Yeah, I wonder if if um, you know, there's people who view them as like ACDC as well. You know, you've you've you hear 
you hear one motorhead, you hear another. But I mean, the thing is, is that Lemmy's um, songwriting abilities were amazing. I mean, he, I bet if you, I, I swear, dude, I bet if you give him like five minutes and tell him to make a song, go on stage, he could fucking do it. You yep. know? He could fucking do it. Mm-hmm. So, and and, then, and, and he, he considered Motorhead a rock and roll band. He never mentioned metal. Yeah, he's. I love rock and roll. That's what he said. We're Motorhead and we play rock and roll. Yeah. You know? uh, actually, I have him over here. Oh, you got it. You got it. Look at that. That's uh, cool. I got this at Amoeba in LA. Yep. So for for anybody who doesn't um it's just is hearing this, it's um uh, a Lemmy uh candle, like Jesus Christ, but mm-hmm. it's Lemmy, because Lemmy is God. <clears throat> now does it, does it have bass string smell? <laughs> right. Like, after a gig, is that was that is that the sense? <laughs> it's uh, it's Jackie Coke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh it's hilarious. that's hysterical. <laughs> um but yeah, Motorhead, Overkill. <laughs> uh, and right. then, this came out in 1978. Was mm-hmm. It was heavy. Uh, ahead of their time, as usual. Yeah. Now, here's another oddball one. Here we go again, Dave. Here we go. All right. Do you remember a band called The Classics 4? I don't. I don't. Okay. Do you know the songs Spooky? Dun, 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 dun. If, I'm telling you, look up the songs. Okay, it's uh the it's the classics for their best of album. They had a song called Spooky, then they had uh, Sunny, Stormy. Everything was with weather. I don't know why. I don't know why, but and some of the songs sounded almost the same. Same uh, like uh, strumming guitar and, and chord progression. The, um, but, what was the 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 name of the band again? The classics four. Now with the four, you have to do like the Roman numeral, like the four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, another another one of those albums I heard in the house all the time. It's kind of like like AM rock okay. from the seventies. <laughs> That's funny. What was the name? Oh, the album is Spooky, huh? Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you see like the best of, that's kind of that's the one I have. Um. Down because it has all their biggest hits on there. So another album I, I I heard in the house all the time, yeah, uh, and it is stuck with me. So if it, I have to say, this is like this is the lightest sounding stuff on my list. Yeah, it's 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 AM pop rock. Did what? Did they cover the letter? It might have. I see. Was this the the album that you got? That's it right there. That's it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So um, what a crazy yep. name. Is that just because of it's four people or mm-hmm. that's cool. So it has a, a, a special place in my heart because of when I was a kid and growing up and hearing those songs. Oh, and a lot of songs are short. They're like two minutes, 10 seconds. They're all very short songs. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear the whole album in like in a half hour's time or right. less, I think. But <laughs> yeah, look, this yeah. is uh, 27 minutes, 10 songs. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. How funny. But, you know, 
people out there are gonna be like, this is like this is all about hard rock and heavy metal and so they're like why'd you pick that because i don't know it is yeah. It's it's in my head. <laughs> it's in my head, and and um, like I said, some of the songs sound ex- almost identical. Yeah, but you know, I don't mind. It's it's just like I said, like a spooky, stormy, sunny, mm-hmm. um, twenty four hours on loneliness. They're all they're all cool songs. It's like it's like hippie ish AM pop rock. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah, so another, another one. Another one. Thanks to my father for turning me on to. I would never have heard of this. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna ask my pops to see if he. If yeah, that's funny. Um, so that's <laughs> mine. So, my next pick, uh, Holy Diver from Dio, uh, 1983. Uh, yeah, this, this is another top to bottom. 10 out of 10. Um, yeah. Every track classic. I think my, I think when people are like, Oh, like what do you recommend or what should I listen to? I think caught in the middle is the best Dio song. Um, or also, uh, I speed at night, but that's on the less than line. But yeah. Um, Caught in the Middle Man is by far my favorite. I think you could. Yeah. Really, it really showcases Ronnie's um, voice and capabilities. Yeah. Uh, I mean, outside of of Rainbow, you know, that album is fucking great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good. I agree. Classic, like heavy metal. You know, it's lyrically. I mean, just everything. Yeah, and you know. My my favorite song is Don't Talk to Strangers. Oh, dude. Fuck yeah. That's another great song. That's my favorite. It's just the emotion of the song. It's like very mellow. He's giving his warning. And yeah. bam. And right in your in. face. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, the catchphrase. Look at out. Yeah, yeah. That's where you first heard it. You heard yeah. it on that record. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, Sorry. I, I dig that. Um, what did you like the the remix thing that came out last year? Did you like that whole remix of the of the record? I did. I mean, a lot of the times, if if it doesn't, as long as it doesn't sound weaker, I'm okay with that. You know what right. I mean? Because I know there's a lot of. Um, mm. uh, do you know Porcupine Tree? Who's that? Do you know Porcupine Tree? You broke you broke up on everybody. What would you say? Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Porcupine Tree. I hear you now. Yeah. Um, like Stephen Wilson started to remaster albums like prog albums from like the seventies, um, and so I thought that was really cool. But yeah, a lot, no, he, a did, lot of, he did. He um, did King Crimson. He did Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did some Jethro Tull stuff. Yeah, right. I remember that. And then when there's when there's stuff like that, when they remix it or do something like that, yeah. it usually does sound better. Um so yeah. Um mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're there because right. the camera keeps going in and out. Oh, well, I have I have to correct myself. Okay. I have to I have to correct myself, really. Yeah, I know. 
I have to correct myself. Um, the whole lookout thing. Yeah. Was on heaven and hell. Wasn't on. Um, oh, no. <laughs> last uh, was on holy diver. But yeah, I can't. But, but we were talking about D. We were talking about DL. And yeah. He did the whole lookout. That was his catchphrase. <laughs> so he did, he did use it in some one of the DL records. I forget. So yeah. someone out there's going. He didn't do it on the DL record. He did it on Black Sabbath. You got me correct, sir. <laughs> uh dude yeah there's there's some uh, so, uh, you got some of these purists out there they're, they're nuts <laughs> yeah i agree um what do you psycho i call them psycho heads but yeah it is what it is <laughs> what do you have next my next one yeah the one we talked about earlier man halen's self-titled album the first album all right Hell yeah, dude. I mean, of uh, course. Uh, yeah, yeah. Same, same thing. Yeah. You, how, how could you not have that on your list? I mean... I don't know how you can't have yeah. it on your list. Yeah, it's... it's Just... Eddie's just that influential. You know what I mean? Right. And then mm-hmm. later on... Later on... So the, the funny thing with Van Yeah. Like, yep. later on when they did Hot for Teacher, fucking game over, dude. Like, you know, that was heavy mm-hmm. metal too, man. You're breaking out on there. Yeah, I could see. I'm gonna move it a little bit, man. Yeah. Can you hear me? If I put it towards the window a bit, with all the sonic waves coming to the phone, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, because uh, I don't know if it's your signal or not. But could you hear me? Okay. How are we doing? Oh, no, not. I guess. Um, if I, I think if I hold it right here, I think we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> if I hold it right here, I I'll hold it the whole spot. <laughs> I sort of God. I had hate technology, Dave. I I, I, I really I, I something like this friggin' hate. I just want to just want to smash a a tower or something. I don't know. But <laughs> um, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, first Van Halen album. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Now with Van Halen, here we go again. I keep mentioning my father, but he had, I think, he, well, how I first heard of Van Halen was Fair Warning. He had the vinyl of that. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Okay. So I wanted something for myself. So I went to uh, a, music, a little record store, and the only thing they had by Van Halen was the first album. Went out and bought it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is better than Fair Warning. Oh my god! <laughs> and you know, I, 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 just, I, I read into it a little bit. Like, okay, this is the first record, and then um, Running with the Devil into Eruption, and then down the list. Right. I'm like, this is the most incredible thing I heard at that time. So Fair Warning was, I think, eighty one, eighty two. Yeah. All right. So I was a few years late. I was a few years late to the, the Van Halen party, but went back and, and just, just bought that one. And then I got um, Van Halen two down the road, women, and children first, and, and then up to the point. And then right. whenever they put a new record out, I bought it as it came out. Diver down, and yeah, of course, yeah. nineteen eighty four. Um, but <clears throat> the atmosphere in that record. <laughs> I, I can't describe it again. It's like one of those things that's like it's, it's mystical. 
yeah. it's like uh, it's the whole the whole package the whole band together writing those songs and i you know it's, it's tough to say but i haven't really heard a, a debut album like that since i really yeah. and also it's it's i don't know i don't know if they even knew that they were making that like how great that album was going to be how mm -hmm. magical it was going to be you know yeah and in a way you have to thank gene simmons because he's the one who um kind of discovered those guys brought them to the label and like here you go sign these cats <laughs> that... and they were still known as, and they were still known as mammoth at the time if you remember oh, okay yeah yeah and but then they, you know they, they changed the name to van halen and then the rest is history yeah. so there you have it i'm awesome. happy that was such a great such a great record oh hell yeah dude um all right well you know kind of going into uh glam but not glam i'll say yeah uh twisted sister stay hungry yes Four. <laughs> one mm -hmm. hell of a fucking album uh burn in hell you know people may remember that from peewee peewee herman's yeah the movie <laughs> they're, uh, they're on the car making the video he's whales yeah. past them on the bike yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, i mean stay hungry in itself that song fucking great uh dude it's just yeah. a fucking it's just a really good album there's a lot of hits on there you know just really damn not just hits not just hits man anthems yeah anthems. yeah dude we're not gonna take it yeah. um you know i, I want to rock yeah all that stuff the, vi the videos are funny too <laughs> yes the videos were hysterical oh hell yeah they're so funny dude yeah they did um, they, i know i even like the, i even like the, the power ballad the price that was such a good that's a good song dude one of my favorites for sure it's uh so, it's great yeah and you know 84 was it was a very interesting time because all this stuff from California was coming out and including Metal Blade Records too. Their their stuff was coming out. So like that whole California scene at the time, it was just incredible, you know. Rat out of the Cellars 84, Twisted Sister. Um wasn't uh, quite right condition critical the second album in 84? Yeah, I think so. I think. Yeah. Um Black and Blue, their debut record in nineteen eighty four. I think, yeah. So all this stuff coming from LA at the time was was huge. Breaking the chains by Doc and was I think it was in eighty four, I think or eighty three, I forget. But you know, the here was the sister, and they were they were to me a little bit ahead of the ahead of the game. You know, they wrote those hits, the videos helped them out with MTV being played constantly. You oh, know, dude, it's yeah. just kind of you know, sure. it was kind of a shame, you know. The longevity was in the last too long. He had come out and play after that, which was kind of eh. Yeah, they had. And I, think they, they I had think they did a couple of good songs, but that's about it. Yeah, and I think they had one more album after that, and then that was it. Yeah. I oh, think, love is for suckers. Love is yeah. for suckers. I think. I think. Yeah. I think what happened there is you got too many chefs in the kitchen, and it just didn't work. Yeah. It just didn't yeah. work. There's too many egos you know back and forth mm -hmm. and especially when the, when a band gets success success no successful sorry yeah. um <clears throat> that and you just 
know, the egos come out when you get really successful and yeah. they're one of those bands. It was, it was a, they were a casualty of that whole thing. So, but D Snyder still going strong today. His voice is still there. The man hasn't lost it. His last two solo albums are fucking badass, man. Yeah. Especially the, the latest one with Jamie Jasta produced it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he heavy. Yeah. He did the last two. They're so. He, oh, he did both of them. Okay. Yeah, really? That, that last one he did was like, it was like, oh, you know, fast thrash drumming and double belly. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's singing this stuff. This is great. Yeah. I agree. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. All right. We're at my number three now. All right. The album I couldn't, I didn't really like in the beginning, but it grew on me. Yes. Meta- uh, Metallica, Ride the Lightning. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Heavy, yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah, um, 1984. Here you go, 1984. Yep. Um, well, I think people could will argue the, the, the diehards will all argue like, um, is the best because it's it's more metal, new wave, new wave of British heavy metal, yep. lot of stuff influenced. But when this album came out, you know, I look Master Puppets is, is the iconic album. Yeah, everyone knows. Yeah, but this is my favorite Metallica record, "Ride the Lightning." Right. You know, you hear this, this the the quality of the, the songwriting from album to album, from Kill 'Em All to that. Like, what happened? They all, they, yeah, they they jumped. Yeah, well, I think a good kick in the ass by Fleming Rasmussen, you know, helped. Uh, I think recording it in Europe where they get a different perspective, right, helped. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me, you know, Lars is Danish and they recorded in Denmark. So that, that being home probably helped out too. Right. Um, I mean, Creeping Death, For Whom the Bell Tolls, uh, Ride the Lightning. Dude, there's a lot of name, fight, fire with fire. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, the whole album, I even like Escape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like Escape. Yeah. I know, I know, I know that's a song they don't like. They don't like on the album. They don't like to play it live and everything. But <laughs> I don't know why. But it's, uh, I like that song. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe, maybe they had some issues while they were recording that song, and they didn't <laughs> like the way it came out. Yeah, it could be. So, uh, <laughs> but definitely from top to bottom, that is my favorite Metallica record. Yeah. Yes, like I said, the one that I when I first heard, it, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Right. But. Now I just it's their it's their album, especially with that acoustic guitar and, and just the cymbal builds up, and bam, five fire with fire stars. Like, come on! Oh, dude, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, off that record, it's just relentless. Yep. It's so good. It's it's definitely one of the best intro songs in metal history. Was dude. that? Yeah, I agree for sure. Yep. Fucking great. All right. So Your turn, my friend. I'm kind of doing a two for one on here, so I'm kind of cheating. Okay. Kind of cheating here, but not really. So okay. <laughs> so it's it's Rainbow, Rainbow Rising, mm-hmm. and Rainbow Long Live Rock and Roll. So 76, 78. Um, yeah. Again, you know, Richard Blackmore. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure. Was it? Uh, was it Cozy Paul on drums? Who was it? Um, well, there was, like Stargazer was, yeah, I think, I think Cozy Paul was on both of those. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. 
I know he's on, he was definitely on um, Rainbow Rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who's on. Let's check it out. Um, Good old Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I can't find it though. Uh, here we go. So, Rainbow. Let's well. Let's see. Long live rock and roll. Let's see who was on that. So Richie Blackmore, Ronnie James Dio, yeah, Co- Cozy Paul, um, Bob Daisley on on bass, yeah, so that's good right there. And then Rising, yep. Let's see Rising, um, same, Cozy Paul, Jimmy Bain on on bass. So that's a little different. Um, yep. <clears throat> so Dio alumni, he, he is, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's a all star. It's a great fucking set of musicians right there. Cozy Powell is such a fucking killer drummer. Um, yeah. I'm trying to see who... Long Live Rock and Roll. That was the last album of Dio, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think, I think so. The other one was like, is it the shot straight through the eyes? Or I forgot what it was called. Um So let me. Well, they did an album after with it with a singer. There was a singer that was only on one album with them, and then um, what's his name? Uh, oh, Down to Earth. Yeah, straight through through the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, but Down to Earth was after yeah. after Long Live Rock and Roll. Um, that's right. Graham Bonnet. Mm-hmm. I mean, Graham Bonnet. Graham Bonnet. Yeah. Great, great fucking singer as well. And then uh, Joey Lynn Turner came in. Uh-huh. Joey Lynn Turner came in all. Uh, for those other for those other couple of records, which I actually I have to admit, I like I like that era of Rainbow with Joel and Turner, with Surrender and okay. Stone yeah. Cold and yeah, those are uh, right. Death Valley Driver. I like those albums. Those are those are good songs. Yeah, I I'll have to. But, but everyone likes the, you know everyone's like a, the Dio years was was yeah. the best. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I think it was a, it was a lot different. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I, I I agree, but uh, you know what? If if you like Graham Bonnet, check out his band Alcatraz, another fucking killer band, um, old yeah. school heavy metal. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so those are my picks for um, Rainbow Rising and Long Live Rock and Roll. Uh, you cannot go mm-hmm. wrong with those two albums, and make no legit- no no they make no, legitimate no. cases for being heavy fucking metal. <clears throat> yep. They cut, you know, they, they could say they're innovators for that too, mm-hmm. especially because James Dio going into Sabbath into his solo stuff. So yeah, he 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 definitely because of his vocals, they get kind of early heavy metal. So absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, let's see. My second, Led Zeppelin. The song remains the same. Okay. Nice. For for the reason I mentioned earlier. Um, because of that show, I got and I get made me want to play drums. Yeah, that was the thing. I saw I saw the Moby Dick. I'm like, that's it. I I have to pick up a pair of sticks. I gotta play. <laughs> that was the reason. Yeah, it was you know the the recording quality of some of the songs weren't the best, but they you know, they sound great when they go in their little jams and everything. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, you know, I, I used to watch the I used to watch the video all the time. Right. And once I saw it on TV, when I saw it on TV, I think they had it on, uh, when HBO was still new, and they had they were showing like rock concerts in the beginning, and um, I saw it there. I watched it on MTV because on Saturdays MTV in the early years they used to uh, broadcast live yeah. concerts, and they had that on there too. So after seeing it for for like months and months, I'm like, okay, I started saving my money up and. Uh, Bought my first used drum kit. Hell yeah. And I took it from there. Right. Yeah. That's but that, 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 that drum solo, Moby Dick on that recording. Yeah. The guy has such, such fast hands. And, you know, there's a lot of drummers that, you know, of course, Jason Bond does his Led Zeppelin experience. He's the, he's the, the closest that could play like his father because he was, that's his son. Yeah. And yeah. I see a lot of drummers out there co- trying to copy the Led Zeppelin and stuff. And, they give you know have tutorials about it. You can't really do a tutorial. It's, it's a feel thing. Yeah, yeah, I can see. You that. can try. You can try play. You can try play the licks exactly, but it's a feel thing. Right. I can like see with, with Neil Peart. You could try copy every fill, every symbol hit he's doing on Moby um, on Tom Sawyer. Right. It's it's the feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what's lost is the feel. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's my number two, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to go into a long tangent about it, but that that's the main reason why I like that recording because of that watching him play. Right on, dude. Um, so my next, so what is your number one? I'm on. Uh, it's number two. So the number two is. Uh, number two okay yeah uh jack panzer um ample destruction another american heavy metal band um colorado <laughs> uh, another great band so jack panzer ample destruction dude so many great songs but i mean you could start with like symphony of terror harder than steel wayfair reign of the tyrants um but yeah, probably the heaviest of right. that we have on here. You know what? I have to admit to you, I never heard them. I never heard that record. Oh, as dude, long as it's great. been around, I never, yeah. I never listened to the, the, the Jag Panzer album. I never, I never listened to it. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't really- know why. I just never. There's a few bands like I, I still have to hear. I mean, there's a lot. There's a few bands from that time period I still have to listen to, like Jag Panzer. Remember yeah. that band, Dead Engine? Uh, it sounds familiar. Same thing. I never, I never heard any of their stuff. So, yeah. So I have to get. Yeah, I have to. I have to check those out because I, I know, I know for a fact I'm missing out on a lot of that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know it's weren't on my radar back then. Yeah. Um. So you're. Quality has been going back and forth on the, like the, yeah, no, it's let's see, you you're doing the same to me. How about there? Um, well, let's let's give it a minute, see how that sounds. But all right, it's been the. I mean, the I could hear you, but it's just kind mm-hmm. of, it sounds weird, you know. 
You're on me. Turn up to the volume a little bit. Is the volume like volume okay? No, it, the, the volume's fine. It's just more like it stutters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, technology. You gotta love it. I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's do our number one. Okay. Um. You want to go first? You want to go first? No, go for it. Go for it. Okay. The first album I ever bought with my own money, Kiss Destroyer. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Def definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, people ask, I have to say, this, this number one isn't my number one. Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite rock whatever of all time is Kiss Destroyer. Yeah. Like I said, I bought with my own money. Uh, and, um, just every song. It's fantastic. Even the bonus track, Rock and Roll Party. Yeah. I used to listen to it all the time <laughs> at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but King of the Nighttime World, Flaming Youth. Yeah. Uh, God of Thunder, you know, Detroit, of course, Detroit, you know, Detroit Rock City. Every song spoke, spoke to me as a young kid. Like, this yeah. is fantastic, you know. Right. And it, and it you know, this is the main album that got me into Kiss. You know, my my father had Kiss Alive prior. I heard all that stuff. Right. But when this album came out, I'm like, wow. This is it. This is right. this is the best thing I ever heard. So yeah, Kiss Destroyer. I still play it to this day. It does not yeah. board the crap out of me. I enjoy every track. And um actually I bought the resurrection, the resurrected one, the, the the remix version. Yeah, and I enjoyed it very much, but I I like the original. I wasn't even aware there was a remixed one. Yeah, yeah, um, so. yeah. I think I'm, I'm um, flaming youth. They had an alternate guitar solo. Okay, but I, I think someone else played a guitar solo. It wasn't Ace Fraley. Oh, shit. and then as the yeah, and as the bonus track, they put the original one, Ace Fraley solo guitar solo in there. So it was okay. cool to hear that different guitar solo that I'm so used to over the years. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was good. It was cool. You know, they they beefed up the drums a little bit. Um, right. The bass, the guitar and bass were clear. The vocals were right in, right there in the center. Yeah, it was it was it was perfect. But I, I liked my original. I like oh, the yeah. original mix, the original 70, 76 album. Yeah. So there you go. Excellent. Excellent pick. Um, mine's 78. It's Judas Priest stained class. Um, probably the beginning of true heavy metal at this point. Um, mm -hmm. Heavy as fuck. Um Let's check out the personnel on that one. Um, was that um, was that no, that wasn't Dave Holland. Dave Holland, I think, appeared on British Steel, that was his first record. I, th yeah, I think you're right mm -hmm. on that. Let me let me double check. Yeah, uh, let me see. Describe. With them, it was just drummers back then. The core, the core with KK and Glenn and Ian and, and uh, Robert was there. It was always a drummer situation. I don't know if it was less Binks or I, I forget. 
Yeah, so Les Binks played on Sting Class. And then yeah, okay. and then um on British Steel, yeah, it was Dave Holland. Yeah. Um, and then it was funny because on so yeah, so Les Binks played on Killing Machine and Sting Class. Um right. But yeah, outstanding drummer. Fucking heavy, dude. So oh god. So Definitely my number one. Um, I mean, obviously, there's no top picks or what will we say? Like, uh, yeah, it's not in any specific order, but right. One of my highest recommendations is Steam Class. Yeah. So at that period, at that period of time, Judas Priest, uh, those albums uh, from Sad Wing of Destiny all the way to about defenders of the faith i don't know if you got into that record that much but uh yeah, yeah. that was that was my 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 period for judas priest you know turbo was decent you know i don't, I don't dislike that record i i hated and ram it down it's a, <laughs> i didn't like oh, that dude, the drums sound terrible on that i mean it's a drum machine but it's yeah terrible yeah yeah but from you know sad wings all the way down to Defenders was my era, Judas Priest. You know, yeah. Rock and Roller wasn't bad. You yeah, know, it was, that, it was just it was more blues. Yeah, you know, but you know, those that those were my years for Judas Priest. Yeah, and then of course when Painkiller came out, I lost my shit. Game over, <laughs> huh? That was. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, they got Scott Scott Travis from Racer X, and now they're they're doing all that. Wow, Fuck, this is yeah. great. Yep. <laughs> Still my favorite, still my favorite album from Judas Priest. Painkiller. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I, I said the British Steel because of the influence and in the music and the drumming aspect of it, but um, that's the album I listen to the most. British Steel. Yeah. You know, like a hard a hard second is Defenders of the Faith. Yeah. That's like that's, a, that's such a like whoa what is that? Yeah. And then um. I can, I can relate to that. Great uh, cover. All right, we did it. Yeah. So we we did it. We did our list. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't know, man. I think it's a very varied. Lots of, uh, um, dude, from seventy five to eighty five, dude. There are a lot of bands, dude, and there are a lot of fucking metal albums. So fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot more we could pick. We could we do about twenty five. It'd be different. It'd be, you know, Twisted Sister would be on there. Dokken would be on there. Yeah. Um. Jesus, so so much more you can mention. Right you now. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Eighty five. You could see. Uh, What's up? Right. Our time is up. No, no, no. no. I was gonna say, um, first, no, no, first creator album, Endless Pain. Oh, that's right. That kind of started, that that whole um that whole German thrash thing, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, um, you have In- Infernal Overkill by Destruction. Same thing. Nineteen eighty-five. You know, yeah. well, the whole could, the forever. We could do eighty-six, eighty-five to ninety-five, or something like that. <laughs> 
Oh my god, we'll be here all day. <laughs> yeah. No shit, huh? That's gonna be rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think this is a a good a good spot. Yeah. To, uh, what do you call it? To call it. And uh, yeah. So, guys, thank you for listening in, and um, hopefully, there's not too many technical difficulties and and. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you for coming on, dude. Thank you, and have a great holiday to you and your family, okay? I appreciate it. You do the same. Um, Thanks, man. Hold on. Let me... Yep. I'm just going to hit stop recording. Okay.